You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Cheeseheads. Cheeseheads. Get on your feet. It's Curd and Law. Hosted by Sparky Fighter and Ryan Horvath. Hey, it's Sparky Fightford, 12.50 a.m. The Fan in Milwaukee, along with our guy Ryan Horvath, Bet MGM tonight, weeknights, BetQL Radio Network, Kim Trista Crick, Nick Ashu. Uh, as uh, the NFL uh, has figured out what two teams will be playing in the Super Bowl. We'll talk about that to lead off the show about the conference championship games. We're going to get into trust issues between fans and people reporting on Aaron Rodgers and the Packers drama. And who do you really trust? Put that out on Twitter over the weekend. And uh, we're going to talk about Jordan Love uh, and really what can be done to surround Jordan Love so this can be a playoff team in 2023 if Aaron Rodgers is indeed traded. By the way, I I just want to say this before we even get going here. I want to hear Brian Gutekunst address it again, because when he addressed it last time said all intentions are, we're bringing them back. And yet I keep hearing, well, sources say that, uh, you know, they're fine being open to trading him. You know, if Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to be here, right. So if we just read everything that's being put out there, everything is still the same. It's still good going. I want to keep him. Dude, don't want to be here? Well, hey, then that's on him. That's not on us. Don't put this on us. Rogers continuing to say, I don't know if they want us. I mean, nothing has really changed per se uh, over the weekend, even though now we're going to have a report every day from a different NFL reporter trying to add something new to get clicks and, and tweets and all this other stuff. But okay, so I said my piece. Uh, okay, uh, over the weekend, uh, let's start uh, first, I guess, uh, with the Niner game uh, against Philadelphia. That really wasn't much of a game, Ryan, but in part because they couldn't keep a quarterback healthy. I mean, once Purdy went down, it was pretty much a wrap. Then Johnson went down, then Purdy got forced to come back in, and he was in all kinds of – had all kinds of pain and shooting pain and everything else going on in his uh, in his body. So I don't think that was really a legit competition necessarily for Philadelphia, but the Eagles going to the Super Bowl nonetheless. Yeah, and I don't want to take anything away from the Eagles, but, man, what an easy schedule. You get the bye, uh, you get Daniel Jones and, and the Giants, and then you turn around and you get a team that doesn't have a starting quarterback. Like, I've really never seen anything like that. We've seen games where teams were down to their fourth-string quarterback and a guy like Caleb Haney has to come in because we right. saw that against the Packers when Jay Cutler got knocked out of that game. And people forget, I believe it was Todd Collins. They had a backup quarterback that came in before Caleb Haney. And uh, he got knocked out immediately as well. But we've never seen a team have to play without anybody that could complete a forward pass. And I saw people on social media like, well, let, let, run the Wildcat, which that's probably what I would have done rather than bring back Purdy because he couldn't – he said – I think he said after the game that he couldn't throw the ball more than five to ten yards. Yeah. He was like – you know, he probably – I don't know. He had some nerve damage. 
He couldn't feel his fingers. It was weird, man. And so I saw people on social media calling for Christian McCaffrey to play quarterback. And then he throws that pass in the fourth quarter. That was just a complete duck wobbling around. Like, Oh, that's why they just brought Purdy back in to run the offense. But, uh, yeah, it's really hard to take anything away for that from that game. I mean, there were just injuries all over for San Francisco immediately. Fred Warner, who's one of the better inside linebackers in the league, he goes down. He comes right immediately away. back in, but they had to put Oren Burks in for a drive. And uh, Nick Bosa, he played pretty well, but he was hampered with an injury in that game. So just a banged up San Francisco team. I wish they were healthy. At least maybe they made it a game. They would make it a game. But uh, yeah, can't really take anything away from Philadelphia, though. Uh, Did you see the video before the game of uh, Bosa's brother? Oh, yeah. Dressed up in full Niner gear and I'm with his girl and family, whatever else. Yeah. And dude, these fans were killing him. Bosa, Bosa. I think it was, was it one of the Barstool teams or whatever for Philadelphia? I don't know who it was. Um, and they were all over him and Bosa reacted, right? He gave yeah. him what he wanted. So then he starts chirping back at them and they're going back and forth Dude, just walk away from those clouds, man. You don't need to be in the middle of that stuff. Yeah. But that's not the, that's not the Bosa brothers right there, man. They're meatheads. And so I, I mean, they were just chanting his name. They were like, Hey, pay your fines. What time did the chargers play today? And then finally, yeah, he just teed off on the guy. He did the classic. I could pay my fines because I'm rich. You're broke. Right. Uh, he called the guy an effing dork. Kind of got a kick out of it a little bit. I don't know. I, I see it both ways. Like, if you're Joey Bosa, you have to walk away. But they were heckling him and following him. It's those Dude, are, So that was that was before, they're crazy, man. Yes. So that was before the game. Then after the game, you had guys from our sister station for Odyssey from the game in San Francisco who we've had on the big show before and so forth. So they're at the game. They're yeah. dressed in Niner gear with their friends, family, whatever else. And they're walking through like the parking lot, I guess, going back to their car. And there's like a drove of Niner fans. They're all walking together. And these Eagle fans, dude, are throwing stuff at them, yelling at them, flipping them off. And dude, it was horrible. I mean, horrible. Yeah. I'm watching this video. I'm like, oh my God. Like, why would you ever go to Philadelphia as a road fan ever? Like, say what you want but you couldn't pay me ain't no way no chance no how no there's certain places you just don't go I or where feel. else you know philadelphia you probably don't go you know there's not a whole lot of other places because like lambeau field you're accepted it's always a good time i don't yep. see i don't see opposing fans getting bothered um hell we went to a couple games we went to a commander's game no, it was all Packers fans. It was 80% Packer fans. So that's not really a good example. Yeah. I don't know, man, other than Philadelphia, like, because like, who else really cares? All so that is much? that good or is that bad? So like, if you're a Philly oh, fan, you're out of your chest and you're like, stay the hell out. And uh, this is our, this is our stadium. You're not coming in here and rooting for your team. Is that, is that the mantra that Philly fans have? Or is it too shame on you, man? You're acting like a bunch of clouds. So like, which, I mean, which way do you think it's viewed? Well, I think it's shame on you. And I always talk about this with my wife. Like when we consider taking my son to games, he's nine years old. And I'm like, he's just too young for a football game. I'd rather go to an NBA game or a baseball game. It's just a different crowd, less rowdy, especially if you're going on the road because you just deal with those jokers. I mean, it's usually not an entire fan base though. You know, usually there's a couple clowns though. Hey, go back home right. or screw you. I got to admit, sometimes I'm that guy when, when the Vikings come to town and we got all the Minnesota, you got a whole – the, the stands you're arguing yep. back and forth, but I mean, you don't get, some of these guys get crazy. 
Yeah, so I think it's kind of like a shame on you, though. I mean, I saw there were videos all over social media, like opposing fans getting pelted with snowballs. Yeah. I just that's crazy to me, man. Like you should be able to go and follow your team and wear your jersey to the game. I, I can see like if this fan's there and they're just running their mouth nonstop. Like if you're at Lambeau Field and you're wearing your Justin Jefferson jersey, you can't go up to everybody there and flip them off and right. oh, you're going to the playoffs, you bums. Sure. Then you deserve that. But if you're just sitting there watching the game, watching the game with a family member or a friend or your son or your brother, you shouldn't you shouldn't be bothered. It's, it's so a game. For, right. So it's for cool. example, so we went to because as I've talked about, I'm a 15 year old's a Kings fan. So last year we went to United Center, went to a Bulls Kings game. Yeah. We saw maybe two other people wearing King stuff besides him walking around the stadium. So now this year we went to Fiserv Forum and we went to Bucks Kings, right? Way more people wearing King stuff this year because Kings are good. So a lot more people walking around wearing Kings gear. So we're walking out, Kings lost, Bucks beat them, fine. We're walking out and some drunk 20 something year old college kid come running up in front of them. You suck. Go back to Sacramento. Blah, 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 whatever, right? And right in front of me and Logan, right in front of him. And Logan looks at me. I look at Logan, looked at the dude who just kept on walking. Logan's like, You do know I could have just, I'm like, I know what you could have done. Cause I mean, Logan's like six, two, six, three, like 215, 220. And we yeah. just walked away. Not, nothing was done. Not, Logan's like, I'm good. Let's just keep moving. Ignore that guy. Keep on moving. But again, that's how fights start, dude. You do yeah. stupid stuff like that to the wrong person, and you're going to get punched and knocked out, and then it's going to be all hell's going to break loose because oh, everybody's yeah. going to be mad at the road fan for it. Well, yeah, we see those videos every season. Yes. More and more of them. Guy just gets knocked out in the stands. Like, that's how you want to sp spend your Sunday. You know, you travel to watch your team, they get beat 42 nothing, and you get your teeth knocked in the back of your right. throat. Uh, losing's bad enough. So Exactly. All right, so that was that game. Uh, we did yeah. find more about the fans, and we talked about the actual play. Uh, one last thing on San Francisco. Who's the starting quarterback, do you think, in week one, 2023? We got Trey Lance. We got Brock Purdy. We got Tom Brady out there. We got Aaron Rodgers out there. Who, who's starting a quarterback? It's only a kick. A jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. They would love for it to be Aaron Rodgers, but I don't Hell think yeah. it's possible because I don't think the Packers are going to trade him with the in, in the NFC, and I definitely don't think they trade him to the Niners. So most likely Brock Purdy, the way that he played. I mean, what did he have, like 16 touchdown passes to four interceptions? It's not his no. fault he gets knocked out in that game. Completed his – he was two for two. I mean, not that that matters, but he completed that ball to Kittle. That may have been a good game, man. It may have been a shootout. 
Um, so that's why I have nothing really to take away from that game other than the Eagles pass rush is scary. But at the end of the day, like they were just able to stack the box and send everybody because there was no starting quarterback in that game. Shout out to Christian McCaffrey. He deserves better. Still had like 80 over 80 yards rushing, had that big touchdown run. Um, kind of feel bad for a guy like that who finally had a chance to play in the playoffs and then it just comes to an end. I always liked him out of Stanford. Uh, I just came up with a topic for the next podcast when we record the next podcast on Wednesday. I want to do a topic, you and me, what young quarterback would you be fine with the Packers trading some of their number one picks they get for Aaron Rodgers to get in return to compete with Jordan Love? I like that. Because Trey Lance, if Brock Purdy's a starting quarterback, they may move Trey Lance. Like that, that, yeah, that might be a guy that might be on the move. We talked about Zach Wilson with the Jets if Rodgers gets moved there. That's another young guy. I mean, there might be some young quarterbacks that recently just got drafted that might be available to be traded for that you could come in and bring in as competition for Jordan Love uh, in the summertime. So, anyway, so we can do that on Wednesday if both yeah. don't forget. Yeah, I think Jimmy G's gone though. I think he's yep. elsewhere. And then they make a decision on Trey Lance and Brock Purdy. They have more film, they have more tape on Brock Purdy than they do Trey Lance. But I don't know because it didn't seem like Kyle Shanahan was sold on Trey Lance. He was pretty much using him as a fullback even week one. So, I don't know. I, I would say Brock Purdy's the starter week one. Don't you think Christian Watson? Don't you think Christian Watson is probably all about Trey Lance and all that? I mean, I don't know. It would be interesting. Uh, okay, so th- this is the other game uh, that I found uh, intriguing was this Bengals game. Yeah, great game. Game starts. I'm watching. I'm like, oh man, this offensive line is getting killed. And all you kept knowing, thinking about was these Burrow head comments are going to get Joe Burrow put on a stretcher. That's exactly how this game is going to end. These Burrow, because Chris Long, or not Chris Long, uh, Jones was looked like a man possessed out there. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, they're going to get him killed. This offensive line is not good. And then all of a sudden, we're watching the game. I'm like, it's like, what was it, 13 to six or something like that? And I go, I go to Kago. You know, this isn't good for Kansas City. She's like, what do you mean? I'm like, dude, they've dominated this game and they're up by one score. That's it. Like, this is not good. Like, they should be up by like 28 at least on this team. They've owned this team defensively. They've dominated them and Bengals are still there. Then Bengals tie it at 13. I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, uh-oh, oh no. Here he comes, Joe Cool, Joe Montana Jr. Here we go. It's his time. Get out of the way. But I mean, that offensive line was just horrible. I mean, I, you couldn't even – even he couldn't overcome that. And I'm not making excuses for Burrow. I'm just saying a fact. That offensive line was horrible. And yeah. that KC defense played possessed for most of that game. Yeah, man. I mean, also shout out to myself. I do want to shout out myself because I did predict this Super Bowl. We'll call it the Kelsey Bowl. I know some will call it the Andy Reid Bowl. We already see the pictures of Travis Kelsey, Jason Kelsey's mom with the split jersey. So I did call that. I gave out Patrick Mahomes plus 350 to win Super Bowl MVP. And I said, this is going to be Mahomes's vintage. Uh, I don't know what we're going to call this for Mahomes. Some are calling this a legacy game. Like, was that really a legacy game? Mahomes has already won a Super Bowl. Yeah, but he was so hurt. I mean, that that might be kind of one of those games. I, I don't know if it's the game, game, but it's definitely brought up when you talk about his Hall of Fame career. For sure. Oh, yeah. This is one of the games we're going to point back. Uh, we're going to look back at because of the way that he finishes it off with his legs where you didn't know if the guy was going to be able to get out of the pocket. Yep. Again, if that's a regular season game, we might not see him for two to three weeks. It's a high ankle sprain. 
They they say that he didn't sh- get shot up before the game. I don't know that I'm buying that. I don't know that I'm buying at halftime the way that he was moving around, man, but he uses his legs to pick up that first down. The poor kid on the Bengals. I'm going to say that because he played a hell of a game, had a hell of a season. Just, man, it's the heat of the moment, season on the line. I know he's getting killed on social media. It's not the reason the Bengals lost that game. Definitely didn't help him, but, man, that's a tough play at the end there. Uh, Mahomes gets the first down. They tack on the extra 15, and they kick the field goal to win the game, which wins me a bunch of money, which was awesome. But a lot to take away from that game. I agree. I felt like, man, if you're the Chiefs, you almost want to be down when playing Joe Burrow. Like, I, I joke, Joe Burrow doesn't get out of bed until he's down 14 points. Like, the Bengals are just... And Lou Anarumo, the defensive coordinator, we'll see if he gets a job or if he comes back to be defensive coordinator he again. He cost him. He cost so him. good his second half adjustments. But like I said, man, Andy Reid had the perfect counter punches. Also, Mahomes learned a lot from those first three meetings. You know, when they play the too high shell, when they mix up their coverages, you would see it, you know, a couple times where he would see the DB coming over and he would have the pump fake and he would get to his fourth read. Mahomes is just so good. And did it bother you a little bit seeing MVS step up in a big moment and just make play after play after play? They probably lose that game without MVS because they were beat up at the skill position. Travis Kelsey was getting double teamed. They took him out of that game. And that's when MVS really stepped up. He has the reach for the first down, which I know some people are saying wasn't a first down, whatever he made a play. Uh, He had the touchdown catch. MVS was awesome yesterday. And uh, that was an instant classic, another instant classic. Joe Burrow and and Patrick Mahomes kind of remind me a little bit of the new uh, Manning and Brady a little bit, right? Where Mahomes was here like Manning. And we thought, man, this guy's going to win eight Super Bowls. He's going to be in the AFC title game in the Super Bowl every year. And then along comes this guy, Brady, that isn't the most athletic, but he's just so damn good. Burrow's a little bit more athletic, but that's what this rivalry reminds me of, where we thought like Mahomes was going to dominate. And now here comes Burrow. And I know everybody's talking about Josh Allen and Justin Herbert. Those guys have to win in the playoffs because you know, I know Burrow and the Bengals lost that game yesterday, but they were what a play, two plays away from going back-to-back Super Bowls. And he's only 26 years old, so I don't think he's going anywhere anytime soon. Thing that would scare me a little bit as a Bengals fan, though, man, are, are they us? Are they the Packers? Because at least we got the one ring, you know, on the magic carpet ride. Yeah, they didn't but he got that it way game. sooner than Rodgers did. Pretty soon, though, well – I don't know, though. Burrow's 26 now. He's a little bit older because, remember, he went to Ohio State. So he's going to be 27 next year. And look at it like this. They're going to have to make a decision. You're not going to be able to pay T. Higgins and Jamar Chase. And like I keep saying, you watched that game yesterday, and you're telling me, ooh, man, T. Higgins is damn good. I mean, that catch that he had in the end zone, those 50-50 balls they throw him, as he calls them, 80-20s. And you're going to have to pay those guys on the defensive side of the ball. You only have Trey Hendrickson, I believe, for another year. What are you going to do with Sam Hubbard? I know their window is, like Joe Burrow says, his entire career. But with this squad, I would want a Super Bowl. So I almost say it's like Super Bowl or bust next year for them. Okay, so let's go over a couple of things. One, I disagree. I think the defensive coordinator cost him that game. He, he, he was a large reason why. You had a hobble Patrick Mahomes that couldn't move. How much added pressure did you try to bring to move him? or try and get him. He was a sitting duck for the most part. How much 
extra blitzing did you do in that game to try and come get him? You were so scared that Mahomes was going to get you if you blitz. Hey, if I don't get home, he's going to get me. Well, maybe, but he can't move. Like, he's not going to avoid you. He's not going anywhere. Once you realize he was a sitting duck, you had to bring everybody. Like, Kansas City did a Jordan Love damn near. I mean, it almost had to be like that, where you just come up and like, we're coming. Let's see you do something about it. To me, that was kind of the adjustment I wanted to see. I wanted to see them once they realized, because you didn't know how healthy he was or wasn't. Because coming yeah. up to the game, everybody's like, oh, he looks pretty good at practice. Oh, everything's fine. But then once you saw him and you're like, oh, dude ain't fine. Uh-uh. No, there's something wrong with this dude. He is not fine. At that point, it's like, all right, let's unleash the dogs. Here we come. Let's see what he does with it. That's what I would have done. I, I would have brought I would have brought the house more than they did. He, they got conservative, and like you said, he made adjustments in the second half fine. But I would have been trying to knock that dude on his rear end a dozen times in that game. And you know what? If he hits a big play or two off of it, fine. But I'm going to see if I can keep him down and not let him get up. And let's see Chad Henney come in the game and play. That's what that's what I would have been trying to do at that point. That that's where my head would have been at. I don't well, know that's- what you think. No, that's fair, but Mahomes just torches the blitz and like where are you blitzing from? Because he's got Kelsey out there and they're moving him around. He's got all these like playmakers around, you know, the, not huge names, but like Sky Moore and MVS, all these speedsters. Kadarius Tony gets hurt early in that game. Should have had that touchdown catch for Mahomes. So yeah, I'm with you. Also a good offensive line. But hey, look um, at Burrow. They had Kansas City. They know it was bringing guys. There were free guys coming untouched up the middle. As soon as Burrow snapped the ball, Burrow goes hike, turns around, and there's a linebacker right in his face. I'm like, dude, Cincinnati, what are we doing? Like and, they're they're doing it. You should be doing the same thing. And just multiple guys getting pressure. Yes. I mean, you saw a couple different guys have sacks in that game. You brought up Chris Jones, who just absolutely dominated. Sure did. Had two and a half sacks. He didn't have a playoff sack going into that game. He had 15 and a half sacks this season. He's a, been a hell of a player for years, but he did not have one playoff sack. So it was cool to see him have that big game yesterday. They completely wrecked that Cincinnati offensive line. But that's the thing, man. Like, I thought we were overrating that offensive line last week only because we saw the Bills defense, and they were the Super Bowl favorites all year long. But the problem was that defense wasn't the defense that they went into week one with. Like, since week nine on third downs, they were dead last, second to dead last, I should say. They were right next to the Chicago Bears. Worst team at getting pressure on third down. So they really couldn't, like, they couldn't take advantage of that beat-up offensive line. And the reason being... Von Miller got hurt. You know, they paid him all that money to chase around guys like Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes. He gets hurt. So the Bengals, just with those quick passes in that run game, just torched the Bills. But the thing is, at this point of the season, as crazy as it sounds, the Chiefs, if you go back since week nine, they're a top 10 defense, number nine in the league. Everybody talks about just this offense. And I heard a couple of people say, well, the Chiefs' downfall this year will be their secondary, it'll be their defense. No, man, they made the right adjustments. The problem for them yesterday is uh, Legereus Sneed got hurt. He had a concussion in that game. So then they had to go back to what they were doing the first eight weeks of the season. But um, they got some playmakers, man. They may they may have a better defense than the Packers. <laughs> One last thing before we move on, because we spent quite a bit of time on this. Yeah. Should that ref have thrown that flag at the end of the game for that roughing uh, call out, out uh, on the out of bounds call? Because I'm telling you what, a lot of current and former NFL players thought it was a BS call that you can't let the refs decide the game. I saw a lot of that. Uh, who was it? Woodhead, the former Chargers running back, was like, "It's not Burrowhead; it's referee head." 
uh, on this one. There were a lot of guys out there not liking. I think Charles Woodson didn't like that call. Mark Tauscher, I think, didn't like that call. There were a lot of guys that were anti-ref uh, from watching that game. Your thoughts? Yeah, that's fair. I just thought that the officials had a really rough day. Even in the first game, like the first game didn't matter because it was a blowout and the Niners didn't have a quarterback, but they were terrible in that game. They were terrible all game long. They were terrible all season long. And I think that's why people are just fed up. And especially when you get these standalone games in big spots, then all eyeballs are on it. But this has been going on all season long, man. Every single game, there's at least one questionable call with some controversy, I feel, especially at the end of these games. That one I'm fine with, though, to be honest. I mean, that's right in front of the official. It's the right call. It's Patrick Mahomes, too. You know what I mean? Like if Justin Fields or Jordan Love or Daniel Jones or Davis Mills take that hit, maybe. But, like, that's Mahomes. He's hurt. It's right in front of the official. Yeah, you have to make that call. It's the right call. I don't want to see a season. I don't want to see that game come down to that either. Um but at the end of the day, man, you got to be smarter than that. And again, I feel bad for the defensive player. He had a hell of a game, but you can't do that, especially not the Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. There's a select you know, list of guys that you don't do that to. And he did it to the wrong guy right there in the wrong spot. Totally agree. All right. Topic number two, who do you trust in reporting the latest uh, in the Rodgers and Packers drama on the last podcast? And again, if you if you need to get caught up on the current and long podcast, go back. They're all available wherever you download your favorite podcast at Spotify, Apple, uh, Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y. You can catch all my interviews I do during the week there for 1250 uh, as well. 15, 20 minute interviews uh, and or Google podcast. But Orvat, last time we did this last podcast, you said don't trust Schefter, trust Rappaport. So yesterday, after you had to get another Schefter report, I was like, I'm just going to tweet out. Like, who do you trust as Packer fans? Do you want to know what the majority of Packer fans said? The Packers. When the Packers put out a press release saying what's happening, that's who we trust. I, I, I think a large percentage of people now trust no insiders in anything they say or reporting. They simply want to just wait for the press release or the press conference, tell us what's happening. Until then, we listen to nothing that's being said by any of these reporters. I don't know if every fan base is like this, but the Packer fan base definitely seems to be like this. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. Um, and and which is crazy, kind of, but also not really all that crazy when you think about it. I don't know that I trust really anybody right now. So I'm, I usually trust trust uh, Ian Rappaport. It looks like a uh, bunch of the replies, a bunch of the tweets talk about Pat McAfee. But McAfee doesn't really report on anything involving Aaron Rodgers, does he? He just does the AJ interview. AJ Hawk talks to Aaron, and then AJ Hawk brings it on the show, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, man, I don't really know who I trust in reporting the latest on this drama. Uh, I would trust a guy like Ryan Wood, Jason Wilde. I trust – the guys on the beat that have been covering the team for, for years. Um, I just feel like they never get the information first because it usually comes from. Cause they go to that. these other guys. Right. So yeah. Yeah. Like the Ian Rappaport or the Adam Schefter. I just feel like with Schefter, it's not that I don't trust his reporting. He's obviously really good at his job. There's a reason why he's making the big bucks and he's on our TV screens every single day. I just feel like he always picks the wrong time. Like yesterday, for example, we have two championship games his first tweet of the morning is about Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers being willing to move on. And it looks like both sides want to move on. And that's kind of what people are talking about here. 
It's like you the know what I think? Parents, like where you know it's over and neither of them want to be the bad guy, but they're both right. ready to move on here. That's what it looks like. The Packers are ready to move on and Rodgers is ready to move on because he wants a chance, one more shot at a Super Bowl. The Packers are ready to move on to Jordan Love and cut ties and start this rebuild. But Rodgers doesn't want to be the bad guy, have people hate him like they hated Favre. And the Packers don't want to be the team, the bad guys that are saying, hey, you just won back-to-back MVPs. Get the hell out of here. We're moving on because you got to remember people booing air, uh, people booing Aaron at family night. People wanted Brett back, you know? Um, and so I feel like both sides here, it's tough, man. Aaron's been the quarterback for 18 years now, 17 years now. So yeah, I, I mean, I don't believe any of this crap. I, I don't believe that the Packers want him gone because why would you go through that whole process of do the contract and everything else if you didn't want him back? So I think this is all from Rogers camp. And the last time we went through this, I said it, and I'm almost positive I'm right. Schefter is being fed all this from Rogers' camp. Rappaport, I think, is the Packers guy. So just like back in the day with Favre and Ted Thompson, you know, Peter King was Brett's guy. Jay Glazer was McCarthy's guy. And you had those two guys going back and forth with the reporting, and we know who who's sourcing who. That That's how they had it. I think Rappaport is Packers. I think Schefter is Favre or Schefter is Rodgers. I think Schefter has been Rodgers the whole time. That's how this whole thing came up before the draft because that camp wanted him out of there and traded because they were mad. And that's how it got set up. I, I'm telling you, do not be surprised if the Rodgers big news, the, the, the bomb drop comes on Super Bowl Sunday. Don't be surprised. I'm telling you right now, any way to get him out there and in front of them of Aaron Rodgers has demanded a trade and wants out of Green Bay. He's decided this morning uh, he'll have more coming on the Pat McAfee show on Tuesday or whatever, and it'll drop on Super Bowl Sunday and Super Bowl pregame shows. We talking about Aaron Rodgers instead of the actual damn game with the two best teams in it. And if I was Roger Goodell, I'd be livid. Well, didn't this happen with Brady? And people yes. were complaining about Brady or he retired on Super Bowl day Yep. for that weekend. And then it was like, yep, just kidding, guys. I'm coming back. Yeah, no, I'm actually with you. I think uh, we're in agreement there. I believe that it'll be Super Bowl day. It'll be Super Bowl morning. We'll all be getting set for the game. And here comes the Aaron Rodgers bombshell. The Packers are going to move him. They're looking for multiple first-round picks. It'll be to the AFC. Next thing you know, Aaron's a Jet just like Brett was a Jet. It's Jordan Love's time to take over. I got multiple bets with multiple people that Aaron Rodgers is going to win more games than Jordan Love. I think you're in the camp that Jordan Love's just going to step in and the Packers are still a 10-11 win team, right? I'm in the camp of Aaron Rodgers isn't being traded or going anywhere, and he's a starting quarterback at 23. That's that's the camp I'm in. I'm not, I've am not. i never been in the camp that he's being traded because I don't think he is being traded. So I do you think, think this is – this is yeah. all look at me, tell me how much you love me. That's all this is. He wants Goody to fall over himself for him like he does every offseason. This dude ain't getting traded, man. No chance. If I'm wrong, fine. No big deal. But I, I don't think it is. I think this is just the all look at me stuff with Rodgers and try to get as much attention as possible on him. I agree that that's his stance here, that that's his – because he doesn't want to leave Green Bay. He wants to be back where he's familiar with his buddies. He also knows, man, like, yeah, he's the ultimate competitor. We keep saying that he doesn't care. He wants to face off against Mahomes. He wants to face against Burrow. Did he watch that game yesterday? 
and 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 think I can make that throw, I can make that play because I got to be honest, man. How many how many of those throws that Mahomes made yesterday on one leg can Rodgers make on two right now? So I would want to stay in the NFC. I agree. You watched the NFC Championship game yesterday. You had a team compete without a quarterback. Nobody could complete a forward pass against an Eagles team who, yeah, like they haven't really beat anybody this year. Like we just saw them in the playoffs last year get bounced in the opening round and wild card weekend by the Bucks. So I would want to stay in the NFC. I think that's his stance is that he's like, show me love. I want to stay here. But I think they might be done with him. Yeah, we'll just find like, out. Just like Ted was done. I mean, just like Ted had to move on from Brett and was ready to move on to his guy. That might be Brian here. Brian might Bradley be like, hey, I told you, like, we don't have the money to do this, do that. Your window was a couple of years ago with MVS and Devontae and those guys. Now, like, we're paying you this money. You gotta, you you gotta win these but games. But Ryan, it's not the same thing. Brett Favre cried, wept, and retired. He chose to retire. Right. He retired. He told Brett, "Dude, are you playing or not? Like, figure it out." And Brett's like, "Okay, I guess I'm just gonna retire then. Fine. Okay." Brett retired. That's what happened. He didn't go to Brett and go, "Dude, we're trading you. We're ready for Rogers." That's not how that played out. That, that's not exa- that's not at all how it played out. Then when Brett realized, oh crap, I don't want to retire. I want to play. I don't want twelve to take my job. I changed my mind, Ted. I want to come back now. To hell with you. Yeah. Okay, fine. Come back. Then you got we got to come by this, this, and this. No, I don't want to do that. Then we show up at family night. The whole spectacle. That's not what this is. That is not what this is. Ted didn't go give Brett a brand new contract. And then Brett decided, I don't know if I want a player. To me, what's happening right now is far worse than what happened with Brett. It's not even told, it's not even in the same ballpark as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Last thing while you die over there. So what if- he demanded, he demanded a new contract. He got a new contract. The man's gonna make like $59 million, and now you don't know if you want to play for the Packers. You don't know if you want to play at all. Get the hell out of here. This is far worse than what happened with Brett. No, he's not going out with Greta Van Suster and Fox News and all that garbage. Fine, he's not doing that. He's got Pat McAfee as his Greta Van Suster every week. Congratulations, Greta Jr. But that's that's what we're talking about right here. This is on him. This isn't. This isn't them saying, retire or not, figure it out. But if Brett would have said, I'm playing, Ted would have said, okay, you're playing, fine. I don't want the drama all offseason. Make up your mind. He wasn't going to force Brett to retire and go walking off into the sunset. Now we're acting like, oh, well, you know, they don't want Aaron. That's BS. There's no chance they don't want Aaron Rodgers. No way, no how. If they don't want Aaron Rodgers, they would have moved on already. We wouldn't have this conversation. Goody Kane came up to the podium and said, when asked that question, hey, man, we're going to talk about it in the offseason. We're going to see where we want to go. Instead, he said, I talked about this in midseason. Like, we gave the dude the contract. Obviously, we want Aaron Rodgers, and that hasn't changed. Said it point blank. So, I, again, yeah. this is all made up in Aaron Rodgers' mind for all the crap, and now you're feeding Schefter, and all these clouds are running around at Aaron Rodgers' behest to try and get Aaron Rodgers out of Green Bay. The whole thing's a joke. No, I mean, th- there's a good chance. Yeah, absolutely. Or maybe they look at the tape and they're like, He's done. No, it's, he's it's Jordan Love's team. Jordan Love can make these throws now, and we don't want to pay Aaron. We'd rather go into our little mini rebuild, rebuild on the fly. We saw what Seattle did, moving Russell Wilson. They moved him at the right time. They went to the playoffs this year. Now they got draft picks. They got money to spend here. 
Seattle set themselves up in a good position. We could be them in three, four years. You know, we could kind of rebuild on the fly. Hell, look at the Eagles, man. Like the Eagles, Carson Wentz was going to win an MVP. He gets hurt. Nick Foles steps in. They win a Super Bowl. Here they are, what, four or five years later? A couple guys still on that team, but they just rebuilt on the fly. New coach. They fired Doug Peterson, who's a really good coach, brought in Nick Sirianni. So that's what I think the Packers might be looking at here. And maybe LaFleur, I don't know, the press conference, that end of the season press conference was really weird as well, where LaFleur was doing his typical, I'm going to cry, Aaron's the best ever, we got to have Aaron back. And Aaron was kind of just throwing Matt under the bus. The play calls at the end of the game. I know, it's shocking, that Aaron that. Would, shocking Aaron would throw somebody under the bus. Well, what I'm saying is maybe they are ready to move on from him, man. No. Like maybe LaFleur, like you said, I mean, Gudikins handpicked Jordan Love. They passed on a guy like T. Higgins. LaFleur coaches him every day. The first couple of years, let's be honest, I don't think Jordan Love was ready to step in there. No chance. Right? Now they've seen him. And, and people I saw in this article, they call that game against Philadelphia mop-up duty. I don't know if that's mop-up duty. That was still a game. That was a one-score game. When, and then Jordan, I mean, he brought him back in that game, but he put 10 points on the board. Um, I don't know. It's probably more likely what you're saying is true. But I don't know, man, because where there's I, – I, I don't know. I, I'm buying – I'm Brian Gutekunst. I call a press conference like this week, and my statement is this. For the record, one more time. I want Aaron Rodgers back. We want Aaron Rodgers back. It's up to Aaron Rodgers if he wants to be back. Have a good day. And walk away from the podium. And that's the end of it. Like, I'm seeing all these reports that we're open to trading Aaron and everything else. We want him back. I just gave him that contract. If he wants to be traded, then go talk to him if he wants to be traded. I don't have any interest in trading Aaron Rodgers. I want him to be my starting quarterback. Have a good day. Walk away. That's the end of it. This is nonsense. This is all complete crap. That's what I think of this whole thing. It's crap. We got one go. last thing. Oh, the yeah. other, thing, the other thing could be maybe at that end of the season. Ah, jeez, as end of the season meeting or two or whatever they had before Rogers left town. Maybe they went over the game plan for next season, and they were like, "Look, we can't bring back Randall Cobb, and Mercedes Lewis. We also can't go out and get you." you know, a DeAndre Hopkins. We can't spend money on the defensive side of the ball. And Rodgers is probably like, well, I want to win. If I'm coming back, I want one more shot at the Super Bowl. And they're like, well, hey, so do we. But we got to run it back with what we have, and we have to do things on the cheap this year. You know, and he's like, even if you take less money, we're not going to be able to bring in a guy like D-Hop or a pass rusher like Von Miller. And he's probably like, well – it's probably better that I go elsewhere. Then, then say that, Rogers. Then say, dude, I don't want to be here. It's not that they don't want me. I he keeps saying like, oh, you know, they probably don't want me. They probably want to move on to their quarterback, Jordan Love. But as McAfee asked him, like, did they ever tell you that? Well, no. But I mean, yeah. if you look at it, okay. Yeah. So again, he's he saying he this like it's on them. It's not on them. Yeah. Well, he keeps saying he doesn't want to be part of a rebuild. And I think that's kind of his way of hinting like, hey, if we're running it back with these jokers, I want out. I want to go play somewhere like New York and they can move on to Jordan Love. But again, he doesn't want to be the bad guy so he could kind of like dance around it. That's what I think is going on here. I, I just think that they're both ready to part ways, but we'll see. He's Ryan Horvath. I'm fired up and angry about this whole thing. I don't want to go through this again. And again, like I said, I think this was worse than Brett. I really do. Uh, but we'll talk more about this, I'm sure, for the next several weeks uh, going yeah. forward. We did get to our Jordan Love topic, so we'll get to that coming up on Wednesday. And we're going to talk about young quarterbacks that you might be okay trading one of these extra first-round picks you get for Aaron Rodgers if the trade happens that you wouldn't mind bringing in for competition against uh, Jordan Love going forward. That'll do it. Have a good one. Toodles! Toodles! 